Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Massimella Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Happy Kwanzaa, sisters and brothers, mamas and babas. Once again, Kwanzaa time is here on Make It Plain. Glad you could be here with us every morning. And we're so blessed to have with us every morning none other than the professor and chair of the Department of Africana Studies, Cal State University, Long Beach, chair of the organization US and the National Association of Kawaida Organizations. And of course, and the reason he's here and the reason we're so thankful for him, the creator of Kwanzaa itself and the Nguza Saba and the author of the definitive book, Kwanzaa, a celebration of family, community and culture. We greet each and every one of us, each other with, with two words every day which mean, what is the news? That is how we should be greeting each other every day this week. And so we greet him with these words that he's given us. Habarigani, Dr. Maulana Karinga. Nia, habarigani, Reverend Masamela. Habarigani to your audience and head is our Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. The fifth principle of Kwanzaa is Nia. The text tells us that this principle calls on us to make our collective vocation the building and development of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Here it is important to recognize that in the best of the African ethical tradition, greatness does not lie in material wealth, military might, scientific or technological knowledge, but in the good we do with what we have. I say greatness lies in the good we do with what we have. And therefore, the sacred text, Hosea says, quote, the wise are known by their wisdom, but the great are known by their good deeds. So that if we have a respect for Harriet Tubman, it is because of her good deeds. That's what makes her great. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Ella Baker, Fannie Lou Hamer, Frederick Douglass, 
W.B. Du Bois, Anna Julia Cooper, all those two numerous to name. And even those people who do not make the history book, they have taught us righteous ways to walk in the world, to be African, to speak truth and to do justice, right? To care for the poor and the vulnerable, right? They have taught us that we must be known by the good we do in the world. And so this teaching instructs us to move beyond the idol worship of wealth and technology and science to questions and answers of how do we put science and technology and all the other knowledge we have in the service of the masses. Our foremother Mary McClavitoon taught us that knowledge is the prime need of the hour, but people want to know what are you gonna do with your knowledge? And she said, it's up to us who know to discover the dawn and then share with our youth and the masses of our people who need it most. For they must build a good life. They have a right to a good life. They have a right to a good world. And knowledge must be put in their service so that they can do this. We must put in the knowledge in the service of the masses who need it most. In a word, we're compelled to ask in all we do, how does it benefit the world and the people in it, especially those who need it most? This teaching of the Husea parallels and reinforces the teaching of the Oduifa that says, let's do things with joy, for surely humans have been divinely chosen to bring good into the world, and that this is a fundamental mission and meaning of human life to do good in the world, to make our people great by the good they do. And that's our history, if you know. We are seen around the world as a moral and social vanguard because we have fought and won with our allies struggles that not only benefited us, but expanded the realm of freedom in this country so that all the marginalized people, other people of color, women, gays, right? Uh, disabled people, senior citizens, right? All these people were inspired, borrowed our marble capital and our marble vision, and posed our struggle as a model to emulate. Not just in this country, though. Around the world, people sang our songs, right? Made our chants, right? And all the liberation struggles around. And they posed our struggle as a model to emulate. Right, And so we must take ourselves seriously on this and remember the legacy, the awesome legacy. It's Bethune who told us again, Dr. Mary McClellan Bethune, we are heirs and custodians of a great legacy. And we must bear the burden and glory of that legacy with strength, dignity, and determination. And that legacy is doing good in the world, advancing the realm of freedom and justice and human flourishing in the world. Hmm. In fact, Oduifa goes on and say, when it is our turn to take responsibility for the world, we should do good for the world. It says doing good worldwide is the best expression of character. For surely everyone deserves and has a right to the good and the goods of the world and in the world. You're listening to the, the best, best of the best of the best of, the best the best, of, best, of MIP. Yeah, with honors. <laughs> Folks, very special guest on Make It Plain. Actually, I'm really, and Make It Plain itself is really a guest of his, so to speak. As obviously many of you are aware, uh, MIP for over a year now 
uh, has existed as a part of DCP Entertainment. So MIP is on DCP. And DCP is chief executive officered by a very dynamic young man. Uh, we met um, several years ago when we were at the facility. Um, he has started and built and is maintaining his own company, which is DCP. And he invited MIP to be a part of that family. But not only has he been running the company and supporting our show, uh, if you haven't heard already, he developed and produced and curated another podcast at DCP Entertainment. Uh, he traveled around the country. Uh, and the name, I think, speaks for itself when you hear it. Say their name. Um, some of you may recall when I was emceeing the March on Washington, we ran out of time for every family that has lost a loved one to speak. And you just watch them tell them, frankly, some of them got mad at me. And I said, this is the problem that too many families have lost loved ones to police violence, that there's not enough time on one platform. But what Chris Colbert has done is give these families some time on this platform. And the good thing about podcasts is that it, it lives here. So it'll always be there for people to refer to, to get the facts, get the history, get the story. So say their name, Chris Colbert of DCP Entertainment joins us here on Make It Plain. Hey, brother. Hey, Mark. You know, thank you. That was a, a beautiful introduction. And uh, uh, I think you really touched on the uh, the real spirit of what we're trying to do with this, because I remember watching you given, you know, that uh, March on Washington speech to trying to have those families come up there. And I, I knew it was going to happen because we're we're going to run into the same thing with our program that you just can't get to all the names. But I appreciate the work that you have done, you know, fighting for years for these families. And we hope to continue that work with this program. Well, and I, just to say a word further about you, Chris, I mean, running a company and keeping all this afloat is, is, is enough. Um, but then the way in which you took this project on and shepherded it and have made it a priority says a lot about you. You probably could have assigned it to someone else, but you did this. And it speaks to, um, I believe, your uh, commitment and your empathy, you know, for what has happened to these families. So I commend you for that. No, thank you. And I have to give credit as well to Adele Coleman, our, our chief content officer here at DCP. You know, we both actually had this idea separate of each other um, back in before 2018. But in 2018, when we came together with this company here at DCP, uh, we decided this was going to be a major priority for us. And it, it took us a couple of years to finally get this project out and into the world. Um, but that was partially because we wanted to take our time to make sure we did this in a responsible kind of way. Um, so I can't take all the credit myself, but I, I do appreciate you saying that because it is very uh, near and dear to me on so many reasons, uh, for so many reasons outside of just being black. I just care about individuals. But again, being a black individual myself, there's these stories are reflected 
uh, within my own family stories of uh, encounters with the police and things like that. And so I think it's important that we let these families tell their own story, control their own narrative in a way they haven't been able to before. And I think we would all be intellectually dishonest if we did not acknowledge that mainstream media covers these stories up for a certain time, Chris. And then we hear nothing about them. And some of the people, uh, one of the earliest cases I was involved in when I was younger than you are now compared to me was the Archie Elliott case in Maryland. And we don't hear any more about that case. We don't hear um, um, his mother Dorothy's voice on mainstream media anymore. It's like it goes away. And then the cases we're hearing about today, in a few years, there'll be something else that happens that overshadows those. So, so this to me is 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 a a living gospel of you know these individuals who walked the earth and 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 lost their lives. Well, to the point that you just made using Artie Elliott as the case, you know, that situation happened in 1993 and you all had been and have been fighting for justice since then. And there has now just been a recent case with William Green in the PG County, Maryland, D.C. area, same area that Artie Elliott was in that was very similar. Both cases were an individual who was uh, unarmed, handcuffed in a police car when they were shot. And this new case with William Green has been settled. This officer has been charged. Meanwhile, Artie Elliott from back in 1993, there still hasn't been any charges brought against the officers or any settlement made with the family. So it shows that, you know, though there's some improvements being made, we still need to look back at these families who have been impacted before because they're still fighting for some kind of justice. And we hope to be able to help tell those stories through them speaking about what they've been through. And I think a major piece of this, which you also touched on is, you know, as we go through this, let, allowing the families to talk about the ongoing court battles, the financial burden, uh, the mental struggles, emotional struggles that they've been through to truly understand the day to day that they go through um, and to be able to empathize and, and hopefully then be able to get our call to action to how you can, particularly as citizens, help. And then also looking at the big picture of the greater system as a whole, policing, judicial, the media, and how that needs to change to be able to stop these from happening and to get accountability in the future. And folks, Chris Colbert did good old fashioned um, gumshoe journalism. He did not call people on the phone. He went to visit these families, correct? Correct. There, you know, there were a couple people that we did have to do some phone interviews with just because <clears throat> we did this in the midst of a pandemic. So some people were more comfortable with us being in person than others. Um, so every once in a while you have those phone conversations. But yes, it was important to us for us to literally travel around the country, see these communities, be in those communities, speak to these families in their living rooms in the places that they and their past loved one either lived or in some of these situations where the incidents themselves happened. Um, so we can really truly understand what they've been through and also understand the area. So we have a better personal understanding of uh, what the ongoing impact in those communities is. Um, in particular, like when we first went to Houston, within my first day of being there, a random woman just came up to me and told me, it's crazy down here. And this is November, 2019. She says, it's crazy out here. And I said to her, well, what do you mean? She goes, they're just killing black people. 
And she just knew instinctively to warn me as some outsider coming to Houston that I need to be careful because of what's been going on in that area. And this is again, before George Floyd, before Breonna Taylor, you know, this has been going on so long. And, you know, it just was, it really stood out to me that that was prevalent on her mind to warn me about before she even knew why I was even in town. Um, and, and I think that that's something that uh, many of us face in the different areas that we live in. It's either in, in you know, the front of our mind every day as we go out or it's in the back of our mind every time we hear a siren go off or we see somebody detained on the side of the road. And that's what we tried to bring forth to, to our audience here. Say their name um, chronicles what, about seven families? Correct. Yeah. Seven families. Each um, story has uh, two episodes to it. Each life has two episodes to it. One memorializing that individual, letting us understand who they are, who they were, what their career life trajectory was on. And then that second piece more about the ongoing battle that the family faces. So we did it kind of in a two part that releases every Monday and Tuesday um, over these next uh, seven weeks. Yeah. So, folks, we want to invite you to check it out. Um, Will you do more? Is this something that you see yourself going forward and, and talking to even more families as time goes on? I do. And, and I'll say, unfortunately, I do. You know, I wish that we don't have these stories to be able to tell. Um, but there are so many. And the, the problem that we kind of first started this conversation talking about is the one that we're going to face is that there's going to be so many stories to try to tell. How do we decide which ones to tell? Um, and, you know, we did a lot of this first season based on our own research, on some of our own initial resources like yourself and uh, Ben Crump and, and others who connected us with families. But then moving forward, these families have their own networks of mothers, of family members who've been through this, and they're connecting us with other individuals. So I think, you know, we're going to hit on more of these. I think we did a big focus just because of the the... Uh, the people who got back to us, these families, we did a lot of focus on black men. I think, you know, we want to do more on black women, on transgender uh, individuals. I think, you know, there's different regions that we haven't had a chance to hit yet. So we're going to start really diversifying some more of these people that we're talking to. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem like this is stopping anytime soon. And so, you know, there's a wealth of material that we want to talk about. And a lot of them are ones that you know people don't know about on the national level, and sometimes not even on the local level. And I think those are some of the most important stories to tell um, so that we get those lives, those names uh, out there into the general public. And it's been my experience too, Chris, that part of the hard work in doing this is, you know, some families want to talk, are ready to talk, but some still aren't. They, they, they're not there. And, and you almost have to have a, a patience with that. You know, I've, I've learned, you know, we, we do do a show every day and we want to get this person's reaction. But I've, I've had to, to move to a place where talking to some families really has to be completely on their terms. And yep. without disclosing some, and you may have encountered some of the same ones, there's some families that just don't want to talk right now. They're not ready to talk. And, and it's too traumatic. And, and you, have to, you have to get that too. I think to the audience listening, audience listening right now, um, you, everyone should, should em embrace this and take the time to do this. This is more... Um, than just the sound bites on the television mainstream, which really does not do the justice. And see, look how it's piling up. The sound bites of the COVID victims, that's not enough. Their stories have to be told. 
So we have a pandemic and a simultaneous police demic. And the greatest way to memorialize these individuals is to hear their stories. And so what our brother Chris Colbert is offering us friends through Say Their Name is an opportunity to hear the stories of those whose stories we wouldn't otherwise hear. Yeah, and I think, you know, patience is a great word. And, and we tried to be extremely patient with all these families from the onset of literally just contacting them and saying, would you like to be a part of this? You know, sometimes we'd have, you know, five, six, some of these families, like 10 back and forth, just to even get the clearance for them to feel comfortable with us coming and interviewing them. And then even then, there were some families that decided last minute, you know what, we're not feeling comfortable and completely understand that. And, and we, you know, want to be respectful of that. Um, but even when we do sit down with these families, we always say to them, if there's anything that we talk about, anything uh, that even you bring up that all of a sudden you're not feeling comfortable to talk about, feel free to let us know, hey, I want to move on or tell me later, hey, let's take that out. I don't feel comfortable expressing that. Um, you know, we gave them full freedom. This is, you know, yes, I'm the executive producer on this. Adele Coleman is our, our host, but you're going to hear as little of us as possible because it's important to us that, you know, the stories themselves are forefront and these individuals are telling you their own experiences. And Adele and myself are there to help set them up and give them this platform and then allow them to tell you what truly happened uh, from their perspective. And to just go one step further, we, we are very biased in how we're presenting this. We're not going and talking to the police and talking to the judicial uh, systems in, in the area. Uh, if you want that, go read the police report, go, uh, you know, read the, uh, uh, go watch the news. Um, for us, we just didn't feel like these families have been given their own platform to control their narrative without having to worry about their words being taken out of context. And so, you know, that's why the way that we presented this um, was so important to us. Indeed. Well, um, great work, Chris, to you uh, and Adele. Folks, it's Say Their Name. The podcast is available everywhere you get your podcast. You want to find out more, go to dcpofficial.com, find out more. But, but take some time uh, to listen, folks, uh, and hear the humanity in these stories um, and what some of these people have gone through. Um, you know, we always talk about, but for the grace of God, there goes one of us, where you can kind of hear uh, about those experiences. And so we invite you to do that. Check out the Say Their Name podcast, courtesy of DCP Entertainment. Chris Colbert, brother, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate this platform. If I could say just one last thing, if you don't mind, just uh, after you check out the podcast, even if you just check out the trailer and, and, and don't listen anymore, there is a crowdfunding that is also involved with this uh, series where 100% of the proceeds that we raised throughout the series will go directly to the families that we touched on. We've asked them to open these old wounds to help educate you, educate the rest of the world. Um, and so it's only right uh, for us to be able to give back to them in some kind of way. So, you know, please donate to them as well. This is the Say Their Name Memorial Fund, folks. Uh, and that's on GoFundMe. But of course, we invite you to go to dcpofficial.com slash say their name to find out more about the GoFundMe, find out more about the podcast. Um, let's not forget these families who many of us marched for, made a lot of noise about, protested, 
let's not forget them. They still need us. When the crowds go home uh, and the TV cameras go home, they still need us. And we owe it to them um, to hear their stories and share their stories. So when you listen, share it with others that you know. Hey, you all need to listen to this. You really need to see what, what is going on here and get the full story, not just the, the little baby soundbite version. Say their name, dcpofficial.com slash say their name. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.